What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Uh, I wanted to go over all the wide receivers uh, that you're kind of in between for week four. Uh, I'm recording this on Friday morning, so the Thursday night, Thursday night game already happened. Devonta Adams had an amazing game. I mean, they were just attacking that vulnerable secondary. Like we wish that Marquez Valdez Scantling, who how, who I was very high on coming into the game, you know, had a bigger game. But it was really all about Devonte Adams, and they were just trying to force feed him the ball, especially early in that first half. Um, Marquez did have a few opportunities. Um, he had, I think, two missed throws by Rodgers. Honestly, like he beat his man, but you know, he, if he kind of led him a little bit, you know, it would have been you know, for bigger plays, uh, but, you know, instead, Marquez and, and one of them, you know, they challenged the pass, they challenged the non-call of pass interference, and, you know, when you slow it down, it might look like pass interference, but it, it was kind of like a bang-bang play. Um, yeah, if he led him on that one, he might have, you know, come down with a big play, uh, maybe even bigger uh, than what, what what it looked like it could have been. Um, what else? That, that late throw to MVS for the potential, you know, game-tying touchdown um you know that resulted in an interception uh yeah but yeah anyway you know it's more about like you kind of identify these matchups and you, and you got kind of have to go in i mean the philly, philly secondary was decimated and then on top of that they got a couple in, they had a couple injuries in the secondary throughout the game you know hope those guys are all right you know hope jamal williams is all right too you know a couple guys got you know sent out on stretchers Last night, you never want to see that. So, you know, hopefully those guys are okay. Um, and Devonta Adams, you know, he he messed up his toe like late in that game. Uh, you know, right before their final drive, uh, I think it was their second to last drive. They, you know, Devonta got them. You know, I think within the ten yard line uh, or, or close to it, and he kind of like as soon as he caught the ball, he kind of like fell awkwardly on his toe. Um, and I think they're diagnosing it as uh, turf toe, which can be bad. Um, there, there's a lot of different degrees of pain and severities, and there are different courses of outcome. And anywhere from missing a week to potentially missing the season. So you know, we're we're you know, if you have Devonta Adams, you're you're waiting anxiously for that MRI uh, to see you know what the results are. You, 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 we we want to hope for the best. Obviously, whenever there's like one of the best players in the league, you know, who's who's getting hurt, you know, the league is always better and football is always better when those guys are playing. So, you know, hopefully that happens. And and honestly, without Devontae Adams, this offense was struggling, right? I mean, it was really that one drive, but it was indicative of how important Devontae Adams is to Aaron Rodgers and that offense. But anyway, moving on to Sunday and Monday, uh, let's start with the wide receiver starts. Uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk are going to be on, I'm, I'll be talking about them every single week. Maybe I should just omit them, and from now on, you guys know that I'm starting them <laughs> pretty much every week. But, you know, if, if you haven't got it by now, uh, in PPR leagues, you know, they're getting high target volume. So, you know, the Seahawks, they haven't allowed big games to wide receivers in the slot yet, but... You know, they did allow Juju to have a 5-for-84 game. Uh, Tyler Boyd to grab 8 catches for 60 yards. So the PPR value is there this week. Obviously, they're going to have to pick their poison between Arizona's two slot wide receivers. Uh, Demir Bird, he has a hamstring injury. So, you know, there might be more targets for these two if he doesn't go. 
Marquise Brown has a great matchup this week. He didn't kill it last week, uh, but he still led the Ravens in targets. I think he had nine targets, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, so far, you know, when you look back at last week and, and you kind of like look at what the Chiefs have done, they've actually been okay defending perimeter wide receivers. Uh, both Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams this week, the starting cornerbacks for the Browns, have hamstring injuries, so it's possible they're both out. Uh, neither practice on Thursday. I would do my best to have Browns upside in my lineup. Okay, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Houston secondary, they they haven't been great against perimeter wide receivers. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to outside wide receivers. Specifically on DJ Moore's side of the ball, they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on that left side, uh, where DJ Moore primarily lines up. Um, and on the other side, Jonathan Joseph, he's been vulnerable as well. So Curtis Samuel should have a good day against him. Um, you know, Joseph has allowed almost half a fantasy point per route run against him. And, you know, he's, you know, he has been not that great for, for a few years now. So, you know, definitely targeting that matchup as well. Uh, so, you know, when we look at Kyle Allen, you know, he looked great last week. Uh, he, he did only target DJ Moore two times. But, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't as competitive of a game. I think I'm going back into the well, you know, with this matchup. Uh, and when you look at how much Allen threw last week, it was he only threw 26 times. So the volume wasn't there. Uh, in a more competitive game, I think passing volume should increase. Okay, Tyler Boyd. The Steelers, you know, they added Minka Fitzpatrick, but he's been playing free safety. Hasn't been, been playing much in the nickel. Uh, so Boyd should have a great matchup against the Steelers team, who is giving up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So in PPR leagues, he is a wide receiver too. Okay, the Chiefs wide receivers once again, McCall Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, uh, especially Hardman, because um, he lines up primarily in the slot, and Detroit gives up the fifth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So he'll have the best matchup of all the Chiefs wide receivers this week. Now, don't expect volume. Right, he hasn't gotten serious volume at all. I think last tar- last week he only had two targets, but he only needs that one long play. Um, so you know these these would normally for me never be every week plays, but I, you got you got to ride this out, right? Like this is Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. This is an exception to the rule that we usually abide by. And, and if if you don't know what what I mean is the rule is that you want to start guys who are getting volume. You don't want to depend on efficiency, but. In this case, it's kind of like I don't want to miss out on another long touchdown with Patrick Mahomes right now because he's just balling. Brandon Cook, Cooper Cup, I think these two have the better matchups between the three Rams wide receivers against Vernon Hargreaves and MJ Stewart. So I'm starting both of both of these guys as wide receiver twos. You're probably starting them anyway. Just wanted to kind of mention which one, you know, which of these three have the better matchups. Adam Thielen. Now, you know, he hasn't had much volume, but he's been efficient, so he's been kind of like keeping his value alive. Um, between him and Diggs this week, he does have the better matchup, you know, where Kyle Fuller lines up on that right side. Um, you know, Fuller's a good corner, right? But the Bears continuing from last year to give up fantasy points to that side of the field. Um, they're giving up the fifth most points to wide receivers lining up there. Uh, Kirk Cousins will obviously have to have time against the Bears' pass rush to to get it done. Um, so that's why you have to temper expectations. Um, so that plus volume, you kind of don't know how this game would end up. And, you know, will the Vikings be able to run on the Bears? And if not, they're going to have to air it out. So I'll, I'll still start feeling as a wide receiver too. 
Um, I do have much more confidence in him than I do Diggs at this point. Sterling Shepard targeted nine times last week from Danny Dimes. Uh, seven for 100, a touchdown, two-point conversion. Uh, that rapport has been built uh, already. You know, it, it should continue this week against the Redskins team giving up the seventh most fantasy points to slot wide receivers um, and the most overall fantasy points to wide receivers You know, in general. So start him as a high-end wide receiver three this week. Um, he's a great start. Tyler Lockett, in case you didn't know, Lockett is an every week wide receiver two start at this point, uh, averaging 13 targets over the last two games. That's amazing volume. And when you combine that with the big, big playability, it's the best of both worlds. That's exactly what you want. Um, so it's so a great matchup this week against an Arizona team, giving up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So he's in your lineup. Terry McLaurin, he popped up on the injury report on Thursday with a hamstring injury, so he was limited. Uh, definitely have to monitor his practice report for Friday. Um, it doesn't look great. Like, when these hamstring injuries pop up late, like, that's not a good sign. But, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just a little tweak and he, he'll, he can practice through it, but it doesn't seem likely. But anyway, you got to kind of keep an eye out on that. But if he does play miraculously and it wasn't a big deal... Um, you know, he's been killing it this year. Um, he came up big even in a tough matchup against the Bears last week. So, and this week he goes up against the Giants team, giving up the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers, uh, where McLaurin lines up 83% of the time. So, he's also tough to bench this week if he plays. All right, uh, we're going to move on to our desperate wide receiver starts. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was there, you know, um, I, I, I put him on this list because, you know, the Eagles have given up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. Um, and that's where MBS has lined up on 87% of his snaps. It didn't work out, you know, like the, the process still remains, but the, you know, the, the result wasn't what we wanted. You know, I think, you know, seven times out of ten, you kind of play this matchup over and over again, MBS does his thing. Jarvis Landry... Extremely inefficient on his targets, dating back to last season with Baker Mayfield. Um, a lot of those catches uncatchable. I mean, a, a lot of those throws uncatchable, sorry. Um, but he does have a decent matchup this week. The Ravens are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Um, McCall Hardman definitely helped out last week. Uh, but without David Njoku in the middle of the field, um, you know, potentially without Rashard Higgins again, Landry should temporarily get volume. Um, until at least Higgins comes back. So he's a flex play uh, with a little bit of upside in this matchup. All right, Randall Cobb, he's available on most waiver wires. So if you're in a tough spot this week, he, he's a decent play considering that. The Saints have given up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Um, they're you know they're going to be without Michael Gallup. And Cobb can potentially get more throws uh, his way. Now, last year he had a 73-yard, last week, I'm sorry, he had a 73-yard touchdown wiped off the board because of penalty. So, you know, he has the upside, you know, especially in this new-look offense. All right, a couple of wide receivers that I'm tempering my expectations on. Uh, Calvin Ridley, once again. Um, now, Dory Jackson so far has stepped it up this season. You know, they weren't 
great to start off last season, but they've really improved um, through the end of last season starting into this year. Um, definitely not Malcolm Butler. Like, he still sucks. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Dory Jackson himself is only allowing .19, fantasy points per route run against him. You know, the Titans have allowed the 10th least fantasy points on that side of the field where it really usually lines up. Um, he lines up on that side about 64% of the time. Uh, now, if he gets a hold of Malcolm Butler on the left side, like, he'll be able to take advantage of that, no doubt. Uh, but he just might not get too many opportunities against him. That's that's where Julio will line up. So he's probably going to have a monster game. Um, but really, you know, he's a wide receiver three start. You know, I wouldn't mind sitting him for a better option just in case you have one. Um, I'm not getting too cute. You know, this pass defense wasn't great to start the year, like I mentioned. Um, they give up a lot of fantasy points th- through the air, you know, including on the Dory Jackson side. So, you know, they are vulnerable. Uh, but like I said, the improvement was there. Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders. Now, we won't know which one of these receivers, if either, is going to be shattered by Jalen Ramsey. Like, who knows if even, who knows if Ramsey's going to play this week. Uh, but, you know, whoever does get shattered will likely get wiped off the box score, right? Uh, I think that both of them are wide receiver three plays this week. Sutton plays most of his routes on the left side of the field, where A.J. Bouye primarily lines up, um, you know, when Ramsey doesn't shadow. So, you know, if I could avoid these two, I, I would. I think they're not absolute sits, though. So if you don't have any options, just roll them out and hope for the best. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Uh, now, it's a surprise, you know, but the Chiefs have, like I said earlier, they've been relatively stout against perimeter wide receivers. Uh, you know, the Lions, you know, they're trying to catch up. They're going to try to catch up with Patrick Mahomes this week uh, in a dome. They don't pressure the quarterback. So, you know, I'm expecting a lot of volume for for. Either of these two guys, uh, Galladay has been the better has the better matchup this week against Charvarius Ward, while Jones will see more of Bashad Breeland. Um, so between the two, Galladay is the preferred start. Uh, and if there is volume, there's a like overall passing volume. There's a higher likelihood it goes Galladay's way. So volume to a good wide receiver usually trumps a decent pass defense. So I wouldn't go out of my way to sit him. Um, you know, like when you, when you talk about game script and stuff like that. Like, that's usually more important um, than the actual, like, wide receiver cornerback matchup. Um, so Marvin, you know, he's more of a flex play, you know, and you're kind of hoping that Stafford airs it out in the second half for both of these guys to kind of do their thing. T.Y. Hilton has a good matchup this week, but I'm a little bit worried about playing him this week. He aggravated that quad injury. Uh, I would like a couple of full practices, you know, for him to be, so <laughs> before I feel comfortable playing it with him. Actually, he didn't practice yesterday, so... Let's see if he gets a full time. Uh, I'm sorry, a full practice in on Friday. He, he if he's a game time decision, like and plays, like honestly, I might substitute him for a decent alternative. I would hate for him to aggravate that early, and then like he leaves me with a zero. You know what I mean? So like it's a little bit risky to play T. Y. Hilton this week. Sammy Watkins. Now I'm not, I'm not sitting Watkins, right? <laughs> he, he he's like the Chiefs' number one wide receiver, and he's getting volume. Uh, but the defenses have been focusing on him. So he'll likely be shadowed by Darius Slay this week. Um, you know, this can be another Nicole Harmon and Demarcus Robinson game. But either way, you know, with the volume Watkins has been getting from Mahomes, he's just so tough to sit. The good news is that Watkins has played more in the slot lately, you know, to get out of that tough coverage. So he can blow up. And, you know, Darius Slay usually doesn't shadow into the slot. So, you know, he can blow up against a team who is giving up the fifth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. OK, 
Okay, Robert Woods, uh, Carlton Davis on that right side. Well, the left side of the Tampa defensive right side of offenses, he's actually held it down pretty well. Um, where and that's where Wood, Woods primarily lines up. Um, on that side of the field, the Bucks are only giving up the ninth le- the ninth least fantasy points to wide receivers. So I, I still play Woods as a wide receiver three, but I'm still tempering my expectations for sure. Stefan Diggs, uh, volume is a real issue, right? I mentioned that when I when I was talking about feeling. Uh, but especially Diggs, like last week, three he caught three catches for 15 yards. Like that's it's really tough to trust Diggs right now. And I would only play him for upside at this point. Um, he only has six receptions through three games this week against Chicago. It's a tough proposition. He has a tougher matchup between him and Adam Thielen. And you know Kyle Fuller's side, like I said, has allowed a good amount of fantasy points when the pass rush can't get to the QB. But that's where Thielen will line up most of the game. And Diggs will get his opportunities on that side, but he'll have to take advantage, right? So I'm starting him as a wide receiver three, but tempering my expectations that he'll, he'll even return on that. Uh, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon. The Bills have allowed the six least fantasy points to slot wide receivers so far. Uh, but, you know, they will allow receptions. Like Jameson Crowder had 14 in week one. Boyd had six last week. And, and Edelman's Brady's best receiver, like at least the most trusted. So, you know, he is a little banged up with a chest or rib injury or whatever he has. And I'll still play Edelman as a wide receiver too and hope for the best. Now, when you look at uh, Tredavious White, he, he's yet to shadow this season. And, and I'm not sure he starts this week. He had a shot to shadow Robbie Anderson in week one, but the Bills chose not to. If White continues to play his side... Josh Gordon will potentially see almost 70% of snaps away from him. And that bodes well for Gordon. You know, as the Bills actually have given up the fifth most fantasy points on that left side where he primarily lines up. Now, there's always the chance that the Bills actually view Gordon as shadow worthy. So keep that in mind when playing Gordon this week. You know, and that if that happens, the matchup will definitely get tougher. And, you know, we've seen in the past where Brady might not, you know, favor throwing in the, in the in the direction of those tough corners mike evans chris godwin uh the rams have been extremely stout against the past so far this year uh i think mike evans will see a near equal amount of both akib talib and marcus peters um and you know he can win those matchups especially against marcus peters uh but they've allowed the seventh least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers so and you know and that's where Evans, Evans lines up, and as far as Godwin goes, there's they're almost as stingy towards slot wide receivers too. So I'm starting Evans as a wide receiver through I think two, and Godwin should be downgraded to wide receiver three. And you know you got to keep in mind too that Godwin didn't practice on Thursday with a hip injury, so that's a little bit concerning. You got to have a backup just in case he can't go. Um, but yeah, let's let's monitor his practice for Friday. Okay. Uh, wide receivers that I'm sitting, John Brown, um, he's likely to be shadowed by either Stephen Gilmore or Jason McCourty, so I'm staying far away. The Patriots, they've allowed the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers lining up anywhere, and I think John Brown is no match for these guys. Uh, Allen Robinson, Xavier Rhodes will likely shadow Robinson, and, you know, Robinson is capable of, of overcoming this matchup himself, but he has Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback, and I don't trust him, uh, in this matchup, so... Rhodes probably won't shadow into the slot, so Robinson will have some opportunity there. But he's going to have to take advantage of that, you know, and be be efficient if he's going to do that. But I think he'll have some opportunity there, but probably not much. 
Uh, DJ Chark, there's no guarantee that Chris Harris will shadow Chark, but it, it, he's not going to shadow D.D. Westbrook because he mostly plays inside. You know, like, DJ Chark as a wide receiver isn't necessarily shadow-worthy, but if, if I'm the Broncos, like, why not take away the one bright spot, uh, one bright spot for Gardner Minshew, right? It makes sense from the Broncos' perspective. So I'm avoiding Chark this week if I can. And that's it. That's all I had for the wide receivers for this week. Um, I'm going to have my DraftKings lineup out, my cash lineup out later today. Cash the last two weeks. Uh, didn't cash week one, but week two and week three we cashed. Um, I'll have that out on my Instagram story today at Upperhand Fantasy on Instagram. Uh, yeah. So if you have any questions about you know who you're starting this week, uh, I, I put out a post for my start set article. You can comment there. I'll probably be definitely answer your question there or you can comment on any post on instagram and i'll likely get to it um if you dm me there's a chance i get to you but it might get lost <laughs> i'm just telling you right now um but yeah um i wish you guys the best this weekend i hope you guys have a good one um enjoy some time uh with your friends and family uh before the games um so you have a nice balanced weekend <laughs> and uh hope you guys have, have good luck on sunday now um on Sunday morning, I usually do a live. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm never a hundred percent sure if I'm doing them, but I usually do a live, you know, Q and A, uh, sometime between starting between eleven and twelve Eastern time on Sunday. So look out for that on my Instagram. Um, yeah, that's it. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, talk to you soon and good luck. See ya.